0: Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass with Isabella. I'm here with my co-host Daniel. Hello. And today we're going to be discussing vampires in film. Isn't that right?
1: That's right. So I have a question for you that I don't actually know the answer to, which I which I think is 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 a rare thing for me. The question is this: What is your third favorite vampire film?
0: Oh, that's funny because you know my first two favorites. Um,
1: You can can tell our audience who your first two favorites are. They're they're pretty obvious, if anybody knows you well.
0: Okay, can I say kind of why? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think my first favorite is a movie that was made, I believe it was in the 70s, correct? With Roman Polanski. 60, 67. 67, and it's called Fearless Vampire Killers. It was directed by Polanski, and why I love it so much is it actually has Sharon Tate in it. And some of you may know this story, though some may not. Sharon Tate was famous for having been murdered by Charles Manson, and specifically the Manson family. But in this movie, she does a wonderful job. And it's a very, well, it's a bit of an outdated vampire movie. It's very romantic and very beautiful scenes with snow in it. it reminds me so much of Colorado. So if you've not seen that movie, the fearless vampire killers and you want to see Sharon Tate alive well and happy and falling in love that is a really great movie to watch
1: also of note in that film is what we believe to be one of the if not the uh, first vampire ball uh in in a in a film setting in fact they have and what's fascinating about it is if as you watch it you know for the 10th, 20th, 50th time, you you notice that there, all the different vampires are actually in period costumes of different periods, yeah. which is very similar to the sort of events that we run. So it's I think great. that's a, a notable thing. And yeah. then your second favorite vampire movie My is?
0: second favorite vampire movie has to be Francis Ford Capella's um, Dracula, which was made in the 90s, right. strangely enough. When I watched it the other day, and I've watched this movie... Hundreds of times to give you guys an idea of how much I've watched this movie uh, I just love the costumes and the rich backgrounds and the soundtrack and the delicious Gary Oldman in all his fabulous costumes and the playfulness of Mina and Lucy in this and for those of you that have not seen This rendition of Dracula. I do believe
1: we Luke, actually just saw it in the theater.
0: Yeah, and it was lovely. They replayed it in the theater. It was at Alamo draft house, so you could order a, a beer or a champagne while you are watching the movie, which I think is such a unique way. It was lovely. And a romantic date, actually take a partner and go and watch a movie. So we really enjoyed that. I mean, you like Francis Ford Coppola's dress I do. I, well, do. I yeah. do
1: very much. I do very much. I have. I have my my very famous cosplay of him where he's wearing the gray uh, suit. You look
0: actually yeah, funny. It's uh, dialed
1: in. Obviously. And of course there is a there is a a secret thing that nobody knows which is when i was first uh when i was first courting you one of the very first if not the very first movie i ever made for you a little video clip was the the absinthe scene from from dracula
0: right I love that exists
1: somewhere in the world i
0: love i love movies that have fantastic absinthe scenes in it whether it's kylie minogue playing the absinthe fairy in moulin rouge or with Mina and Dracula sampling Absinthe in London in a beautiful private restaurant. That scene is just dripping with romance and sexual tension and it's it's beautifully directed. I really cannot stress enough, if you watch the movie, how many gorgeous cutscenes scenes there are. Like There's one scene that comes to mind where Lucy has been bitten on the neck and is it Dr. Seward? Hmm. He's, yeah, he comes to check on her and they're like, oh, you know, she's going mad, she's going crazy or whatever, but they don't see her. that her necklace is covering these bite marks and she's gasping, she's gasping for him. she pulls off the necklace and it reveals the two vampire bites, but then the camera, as it's like panning away, the bite marks turn into the eyes of the wolf, the same wolf that escapes Correct, from the right. London Zoo. Very well done, very Agreed. well done. Who's, okay. your, who's your favorite character in that movie?
1: In that movie? Hmm, my favorite character? It's definitely got to be Jonathan Harker, right? I mean, the acting <laughs> is so so excellent. It's uh it's a uh, um, the
0: internet's boyfriend. <laughs> who is
1: it's? What's his name? Keanu Keanu Reeves. Reeves that's right. Yeah, it's played Reeves. by Keanu Reeves. He's a terrible actor in the movie, and actually, it's my least favorite character. And I insult him every time we watch it.
0: It's funny because yes, Keanu Reeves is such a wonderful, wonderful man, especially if you're listening, Keanu. But this this particular <laughs> uh, this particular movie it's just
1: not, not his finest effort
0: very dry in it and it's more not as fine as effort. No, but my, so
1: my, my favorite character is the uh anthony hopkins i think sir anthony hopkins <laughs> is, is just he's just amazing and and i especially love that scene where he smells her as well oh, as the mina, yeah so, so speaking of cutscenes, scenes we'll give
0: them an idea of what's going on so it doesn't just oh, sound right, like right, right. So he there's a
1: scene where thing. he first meets mina and 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 it's this thing where he's he's sort of flirting with her it's a bit and uncomfortable that's and it's really uncomfortable he's being super creepy very joe biden style and and he and he sniffs her he like smells her now izzy thinks that he can smell the vampire on her yeah, I'm, he's not, a vampire I'm not sure hunter. if that's true he's a vampire, but but speaking of cut scenes, my favorite cut scene in that whole film is right after they cut lucy's head off it immediately cuts to to uh <laughs> to van Helsing cutting some a roast <laughs>
0: That's great. It's a love, fantastic thing. But
1: this doesn't get to the point of what is your third favorite vampire. Oh, movie?
0: let me give you one more good cutscene from Dracula. <laughs> There's this great cutscene in the beginning where I love Mina and Lucy and their their playfulness. And actually, my favorite scene in that movie is definitely when Lucy is being ravished by the kind of werewolf version of Dracula above the crypt. And it's so she sleepwalks, and it's so romantic and alluring and dark but before this she's no hang-
1: do not see me now, now. that's yes
0: that's <laughs> the one that's the one and before this she's hanging out with mina uh it's actually in the beginning this particular cut scene and then they have this peacock feather fan feather go across and they focus in on the eye you've seen a peacock feather at the very tip it has a round eye on it and they focus in on that and it becomes the tunnel for the train where Keanu Reeves is on his way to visit Dracula. So they're going through the tunnel in the Carpathian Mountains. And I think that whole castle scene is, and the, can we just talk about the costumes in that movie <laughs> for a second? It's some of the best I think yeah, of yeah. any movie ever made in all time. About there with like the cell and movies like that, which also have fantastic costuming in them. The Victorian bustle gowns. Even, even
1: his armor. Even right? his
0: armor. Is, didn't,
1: uh, uh, didn't Logan get married in his armor?
0: I think it's something yeah, similar. similar I do believe they did something similar but yeah they they just have this gorgeous array of costumes and they're not the actual book is meant to take place they don't give too many they actually don't allude to it too much even though it's originally a diary Bram Stoker who was an Irish writer wrote the novel in a style of a diary right. but we only know several ones one, actually yeah, yes. we only know from one reference where there's a fisherman talking and he says ten years ago This shipwreck happened, and we know from his date that it actually takes place in the 1890s. So the costumes in Francis Ford Coppola's version are actually 1880s bustle gowns, which is hands down my favourite, no complaints there. But in reality, they probably should have been 1890s with the big, really big shoulders on them. Hmm. So you were saying your last question there was...
1: Your third favourite...
0: The third favourite... Vampire. So after those
1: two, out of the way, what is what is your third favorite?
0: That's a hard one because I love so many vampire movies. Right. It's hard to really definitively pick one. I think if I was forced to, like... Somewhere. I'm forcing
1: you to. Here, um, now, on this podcast.
0: Okay. I think it would have to be Vampire Lovers. Really? Yes. Which is a rendition of Carmilla. And I love, for those of you who don't know, Carmilla was a book written also by an Irish writer, though in the 1700s, a chap called Sheridan Lafanu. And what's great about it is the vampire in this book, which predates Dracula, is actually a female vampire, and she is actually a lesbian for that matter she goes off stalking beautiful women as her victims and takes them in the night and it's actually very if you read it it's a very easy to read and very romantic novel you wouldn't think sometimes you'd say well if i'm reading a book from the 1700s it's going to sound outdated it's
1: almost time for me to read it to you right again.
0: exactly but when when you read it, it comes across so you can understand it as a modern reader which i think is really really nice but neither here nor there. Going back to a point that they turned it, Hammer Horror, actually, it was very famous for making horror movies in the 60s and 70s in England, mostly at places like Pinewood Studios. They made something called the Kahnstein Trilogy, which is actually three movies dedicated to Carmilla Kahnstein, who was a female or vampire Mircalla. from that book. Or she changes her name, she's Carmilla Mikala Milaka. Every time she gets a new victim, she just swaps the letters. there's the around. one there's
1: the one with the schoolhouse. Right?
0: Right. We're finishing school finishing the young school. women. Yeah. yeah. And she goes stalking them. And then obviously vampire loves which is the very regency. And then and so blood think, and roses. I think right? this is like the Jane Eyre of vampire stories. It <laughs> actually takes place during sense and sensibility time, but it is so it's so romantic, I would urge you to see it. Even Mertz's 70s movie, but it's still beautifully done. The costume's lovely. It also has a ball scene in it, which is rather nice. So if you have a moment, definitely check out Vampire Lovers. I guess I'll ask you now, what's your favorite vampire? What, what do you think
1: it is? Can you guess? It's pretty obvious, but can you guess? Come on, you can do I'm this. I'm thinking, I'm You can, trying can do this. Hard. Vampire it, Circus. Oh,
0: I was going to say Kronos oh. Vampire No, I'm no,
1: taking- no. Vampire, vampire circus.
0: It's a great movie. Vampire
1: circus. We actually, we actually had a whole Brulee theme on this. Once upon a time,
0: Brulee is our burning Brule man camp. We'll don't
1: have know. a, we'll have a talk about that one of these days. But yes, I really like, I like vampire circus, and if, you know, so you remember we had uh, In fact, one year in Brulee, we actually had the hall of mirrors, and we actually brought yeah. giant <laughs> mirrors to playa, which was yeah. a terrible. To the desert,
0: <laughs> they broke lots of carnage. Lots of bad luck. So Don't much bad bring, luck. We got but like a hundred years bad luck. But
1: we had like the the black and you know the the red and white you know sort of striped entrance to it.
0: Mm, yeah. I love that. You know what I like about that movie?
1: What do you like about that movie? Well, the, tiger, t- the tiger, the tiger woman. Two, she's a ti- actually yeah, she's, a snake
0: woman, and what? she's her body paint. Did oh,
1: that mean? yeah yeah yeah. No. I, thought, I thought you meant the, the tiger the, scene though. Is great as well where they wrestle. Yeah. You know?
0: So I love there's this one woman, she's body painted as like a snake and she's actually, her. Uh, she's shaved her head so she's bald but it. she looks very sexy and she does this beautiful, she's also a contortionist so she does this beautiful move but just recently I read an article online and it was about this, it was actually an old video from the BBC, it was about this woman who owned a bat and it was actually a fox bat and you've ever seen them, they're very pretty bats they look if you look at their faces they look like little foxes they're very furry and cute (laughs) I remember this yeah and so this lady in England owned this bat and she would take it everywhere of her she'd sleep in her bed it would hang above in her canopy Uh, it would appear in movies she'd take it down to the pub and give it like wine and stuff it was just this really bizarre little documentary you can probably find it online if you do some deep web searching but on this docu she said that one of the movies that the bat got to apparently appear in was the vampire circus movie that you're talking about and yeah. that was at pinewood studios in the 70s i i think there are some other movies though that are worth mentioning and of course you know we'll going into the Anne rice here because you can't you cannot not do that right, but right. interview of a vampire great movie right
1: absolutely Fab- fabulous movie
0: yeah i really like the costumes in it and that kind of
1: at place at in Rampit, New Orleans, which is like yes, yeah,
0: it is. I, I love a, I love a show taking place in New Orleans. We have such attachments to the city. Those of you that don't know, we actually run a vampire vampiric masquerade there. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can still do it this year. Last year we did it at the Audubon Zoo. They've one more huge ball gowns. We had thousands of people and champagne. It was just it was such a success. It was amazing. We've we had a train. You would take a train. You'd go from the court of the light fay to the dark fay. Because it had this kind of fairy theme to it, and you had to like travel. And there was a map of where you had to go in the venue to find different places. And we had all these other plans, like we were going to do mermaids in the fountain. But then, what was what was the, it? Wasn't a hurricane. Or, was a, you know, it was it a was tropical
1: um, storm Olga. Or tropical
0: something. storm Olga came in, and so actually, it's funny. The event still worked out just fine, but we lost half of our you fantastic plans. <laughs> so
1: the guy, the guy driving the train was was just oh, just was, insane we, thought we were going way too fast mm-hmm. for conditions and so we're driving at like high speed so through now. the zoo with water just splashing it in your face like everybody's like wearing disney. ball gowns yep. and fabulous outfits it was it, incredible it
0: was like it was like being on a, <laughs> disney, ride. Like a disney ride <laughs> i had people come to me and tell me they thought it was the best <laughs> <laughs> part of the event you know one of the other parts i wish had been open with the rain is we also had access to the carousel and i was imagining girls in their ball gowns riding the lit carousel and how lovely that would be but our events a topic for another day i got lost you in got that
1: you're tired of it, it
0: back we're talking about new orleans back to interview with a vampire i like claudia is probably my favorite yes. character in that i think her ending is a little tragic a little <laughs> a little a little a tad tragic tad tragic but they also have that theater de vampire thing now which is rather nice mm-hmm. and a very romantic scene where he envelops the girl in his cloak before they eat her essentially yeah. but it's very... so you're definitely
1: you're definitely more into the the romantic vampire than definitely. the horror vampire
0: unless well and, and let's be
1: honest you're also more into the lesbian vampire
0: right, right? not here's I'm into the seduction of the yeah. vampire to its victim I think there's something very Powerful about that, and especially if we look at the very early examples of vampire I films. I have crossed
1: oceans it's of time. time to find you. How 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 you can't beat that.
0: Yeah, here's here's my favourite early vampire movie is Nosferatu, and it's a classic film noir, black and white. And even though it's a silent film, they capture death and seduction so beautifully on film. It is to this day.
1: I quite, Correcting. I quite liked. I rewatched the Werner Herzog. I
0: love that one. Uh, Explain that
1: to So basically, Werner Herzog is is is, is our there favorite are many documentarian.
0: Penguins in Antarctica. <laughs> that's for a different episode <laughs> entirely. We will that's have a we'll be we'll an episode. Have, yes, we're going to yes, have a yes, whole yes.
1: episode about penguins. Yes. But that's. Not really relevant. Yes. Anyway, he did effectively a uh, a remake of Nosferatu, but he somehow got in trouble for it or like... He wanted could, it to
0: be Dracula. He wanted
1: it to be Dracula, but they couldn't make it Dracula. So they
0: made it Nosferatu. So they
1: made it Nosferatu, so it's this sort of blend. But then there was this other movie that we watched that was called... I want to say it was called In the Shadow of the... Of
0: the Vampire. The Vampire, yes, something like that. that and it, it was called.
1: basically a, a movie about the making of... Nosferatu in which Nosferatu the actor they got was actually a vampire it turned
0: out he was a real vampire and and so
1: it's a fantastic film I highly highly recommend that very very
0: absolutely amazing vampire movie and that leads me on to We've got to talk about what what we do in the shadows. <laughs> a fairly new scene on The Vampires, and it you know, yeah, came out yeah. a, a couple of years ago. So, we, ago, actually, we
1: actually were so excited when this came out in theaters. We uh, actually went to watch it at the theater, uh, the art theater downtown, and uh, we actually, watched, I think, want to say we saw it twice. and uh, we did. And it was amazing. It in was, fact, it was-
0: not to go back to the events, but last year, true story, we actually had Deacon, he's actually Jonathan Brahe, he's the actor from New Zealand who plays Deacon the Vampire in What We Do in the Shadows. He was great. He was our special guest, he was amazing. And it was just so much fun. He actually stayed with us in the mansion, and so we just got to hang out with him all weekend. And when he was in character, it was just delightful. It was like he living- It was delightful out of character. It was, yeah, but it was like living <laughs> but it was. in a real life it was, version. It was very of That much. weekend, I felt like I was living in yeah, What We Do in the great. Shadows in the house because there he was, was and I've watched it so many times. It was really great. So this year I was thinking, assuming all goes well, I'd love to have some of the cast from the new What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Some of the
1: cast, or one in particular? I'm
0: thinking Guillermo, (laughs) because I think he's fantastic. And we have this little inside joke. For those of you who don't know, there's a new, so there's two. One is the movie, What We Do in the Shadows, which is by uh, Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. right? And then the TV show, which is also directed is more episodes. And by and they actually, did you know, they just got renewed for a new season. I saw that. Very good. Really exciting. Their, their
1: latest season is excellent.
0: But they're different characters from the movie to the TV show, but they're both very endearing and there are some crossovers. In fact, there's one episode that matches in perfectly with what we're discussing on the TV show because they have all these special guest appearances and they have all these different vampires from different movies showing up in their vampire council on the tv show and it's hilarious because it is ultimately a comedy and the, the wit and the idle satire in it is it's incredibly well written. Incredibly I find myself in stitches laughing on the floor every time I watch this and Simon the devious, he's fantastic. That nightclub vampire scene, I've lived that scene so many times in real life with various vampire personalities in nightclubs and the (laughs) silly politics that goes on. It's beautiful and it's so gorgeously accurate. Oh, that (laughs) that, that brings me actually to the next movie. So, and maybe you can help me remember here, because my mind is definitely in what we do in the shadows. Yeah, so long, blonde, white hair. Only Lovers Left Alive. She's the the actress in it who plays the female vampire next to Tom Hiddleston is actually in that episode of What she We is. Do in the Shadows. And I love Only Lovers Left Alive. It's an incredibly slow-paced vampire movie. You have to be kind of in a very chill. You could be stoned watching this movie or having a glass of wine. Tilda Swinton. Certainly. Tilda Swinton, right? And she's in it. She's she's an amazing at. But mostly
1: you just like Tom Hiddleston.
0: Tom Hiddleston is I love, I love him, Tom. If you're listening, God, you're fantastic. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. The world appreciates it. But specifically, I loved him in Crimson Peak. That's not a vampire
1: no, movie. No, source. we can, we can so far, talk about that another time. I
0: would, ghost movies. That would be fun. Yeah. If you guys have any suggestions for future we, we podcast
1: topics, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Let us know about new topics. And
0: we are going to actually be launching a website for this podcast.
1: I feel like we should have a little shout out to Jean Rolland. The, the, mm-hmm. He's like late 70s, late 60s, early 70s. He really was into these sort of erotic vampire like genre. So there's like nude vampire. Vampire. Yeah, nude vampire. Nude vampire. Actually, I want to say the nude vampire is the one where she actually sucks the blood of men that she seduces and goes down on. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And then there is the... Uh, Requiem for a Vampire Which has the weird Clowns at the beginning
0: It's the weird. I have no
1: idea why I, I really have no idea why It's
0: the weirdest I don't, And I've
1: never even Read it why I don't I, have, I mean honestly I have no idea It begins There's some clowns They I don't know <laughs> I don't know
0: it's the weirdest vampire movie ever made. The prize is actually that it's set in a French countryside. And there are two young women who have actually run away from the circus. It's why they're dressed as clowns. But they
1: leave their clown face paint on. Because
0: though. they're being chased. They're
1: being chased.
0: Right, with a chap, with a gun. But and why? We don't get to know that know. portion of the story. <laughs> but the point is, they've done something very bad because they are trying to kill them, basically. Yeah. And... They essentially get away, but their driver is killed. And so they're lost in the French countryside in these outfits. They pull off the outfits and they actually find these two grave diggers and steal their clothing. And that's how they get their different outfits. But they end up finding a remote abandoned castle. And the castle is... I'd love to visit this castle. It's so gorgeous. And there's like these fur rugs in there and candelabras and it's just a very... No, it's not a romantic movie it's an atmospheric vampire movie and if you want something just that's kind of strange out of the box still that very 70s vibe i would definitely recommend that one for sure
1: yeah it's good
0: and now i'll let you talk about give me some lost boys
1: yeah so so lost boys is you know is, is the 80s vampire so you know we've talked about the 60s vampire movies a little bit of 70s 80s vampire movie is all about lost boys you know, which I think has had a bit of a resurgence. I think I think it was kind of, you know, a, an ignored film for a while.
0: Was it ours for one most famous one. But
1: it's, uh, but it, I think it, I think it's had a comeback. Certainly, the sax guy.
0: The sax guy. Can we just talk about that? <laughs> he's fa- he's all oiled up, playing his saxophone. It's 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 great. Yeah. It's very iconic. Yeah, it's actually one of my it's actually one of my least favorite vampire movies, which I know is an unpopular opinion. A lot of my friends worship and adore. But for me, I have this... I like, you know, period movies and old costumes. Right, it's not
1: period. I mean, it is period. It it does have some romance in it,
0: yeah. But it's not really (laughs) too romantic. It's actually... I think it's a very... It has a lot of bisexual tones in it, which is nice, I think, as well, for viewers. Absolutely. It's it's definitely, again, seductive, but in that 80s uh, kind of way. Give me... Shoot me another vampire. What do you
1: think about Underworld?
0: Underworld... I actually... I I like I like Underworld. I mean, it's not again. It's very modern, so it, I don't, it has a
1: certain aesthetic.
0: It doesn't. It's had so many. We've seen. We saw the. Most recent one in the we theater. We actually went to the theater. It was I like great. that they had the kind of Nordic vampires with the blonde. I thought they hat. were great. I thought that was
1: especially cool. when we did the the, the, the Nordic uh, theme.
0: I actually thought the latest movie was the best of all yeah, of them. Yeah, it
1: was good. I so agree. if you've
0: not seen the newest one of Underworlds, I know, but I don't even know what was what number was the latest Who one. Do you know? Who knows? There's many. Just like you've got fast. Because there's the one furious. that goes
1: there's the one that goes before, and then there's the one that goes after. Yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: but know. Celine, I do like her cat suit.
1: Blood Wars, maybe.
0: Yeah. I think she's yeah. very sexy. She's very she's the epitome yeah, again, of the it's a, it's very woman aesthetic. in control. But again, it's that very '90s early, Yeah. you know.
1: So, so okay, so so so, what do you feel about uh, like like Twilight films?
0: Oh, I can't stand it.
1: Have you ever actually watched a Twilight film?
0: I have actually. I have not. I have unfortunately watched the first one. I understand that people, and I understand it was originally a, fa- a fan fiction that was turned into. So I understand why. Some no, it wasn't like fan it. fiction
1: you're no. missing you're missing you're, you're out of oh, order
0: right it was 50 shades, 50 shades based on 50 shades is fan fiction <laughs> based on
1: uh twilight
0: it's it's a crazy world out there guys i don't know okay I, kind of you've lost me there with that i i don't know twilight i don't like vampire sparkling <laughs> I don't like... I, in fact, I, I think Anne Rice, Anne Rice summed it up quite nicely. She said, you know, his modern vampires are all sparkling and things. She said, my vampire wouldn't be in the classroom. You'd never meet him. He's elusive, quiet, predatory, well-dressed, and knowledgeable. And so what they've done, what she about, said, um, was they domesticated the vampire in the high and school they, and house. And
1: they wanted to be On re- that, note, relevant. You can, so what do you think about... Uh, um,
0: vampire Diaries.
1: Well, I was gonna go with True Blood, but you can go with Vampire Diaries. Yeah,
0: I know way more about Vampire. Didn't
1: we actually diaries, watch right? Vampire Diaries at Burning Man? If
0: you're gonna how do, how embarrassing is that? If you're gonna that? do True Blood, all I can be is like suke, 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 suke. The whole thing summed up right there. I do like Count von Count, the Sesame Street vampire. I think we talk about vampires on film and television. He's probably the best. He's the leader
1: of the vampires. One. There's no
0: two ways about that. Ah. <laughs> he's great, no he's fantastic. But again, going back to uh not true diaries, Blood. vampire diaries vampire diaries and specifically the spin-off, which is the New Orleans one, the which is called right? the originals, yes. I like the originals and it, I because of a really weird thing. Not is just because it's New Orleans? Not just because of New Orleans and the vampire politics we deal with there. I think the reason I like the originals so much is it reminds me specifically of my family dynamic growing up. And by that, I mean, I'm serious. In the originals, there are three original vampires, right? Or there's actually more of them, but a bunch had been put away or whatnot. Uh, but there's three key figures. So there's the sister and there's the two brothers. There's Klaus and uh, Rebecca as the girl. And then the guy's the handsome guy in the suit. We'll just call him that. It's funny, I've watched it so much and I can't even remember his name, that's terrible. But with the dynamic of three of them I had two older brothers and I have one brother who's very you know well dressed and very proper and a gentleman Mm -hmm. and really takes care of things I have another brother who's a lot more um the wild card and you know has outbursts and things does not feel as good about the world and but still you know looks and they look identical as well it's a weird thing I have the one kind of blonde you know out there brother who's running around doing stuff and then the older, dark-haired tall brother. So whenever I watch this, and Rebecca's this blonde girl, it's like literally my brothers, and I'm just sitting in the dining they're always squabbling and fighting I'm like, wow, it's my childhood on a television show about <laughs> vampires <laughs> which I know is really strange That's But That's pretty strange. They nailed that down to an art form. I cut. You've got to find me his name, I'm not going to be able to rest until you look it up. Yep. Originals So Klaus michelson i believe is there's rebecca and then uh, this is i wish for you know times like this i wish the podcast you could have someone just pop on and they'd be like obviously it's it niklaus that that's niklaus yeah. elijah it, elijah thank you okay. elijah god I, I couldn't remember it for the life of me that's that's many points down from the originals fans right now i'll tell you that much yeah but i do like it as uh i believe there's also a a girl called camille in that or camille in it which is she becomes a vampire and she's kind of an interesting character as well but interesting yeah I, i think it was a bit better than the vampire diaries tv show which had dame everyone loved damien they thought he was very sexy and dark so i can understand the appeal to like my younger generation, like with the millennials and stuff, that maybe they find him sexy, you know? I can kind of see that. But it's a, it's a little lost to me. Talk
1: a little bit about about, uh, about Helsing anime. Ever- oh,
0: I love that, Alucard. Yeah, I'm a big Integra fan. For those you who haven't seen it, this is the anime kind of cartoon version. There's actually 2 that
1: They're the same for some They're reason. They're
0: the same, but the animation, one predates the other one. So there's like Helsing Ultimate. Right. Right. And Helsing OVA, I believe, is the other one. But I think it's fantastic. Both. In fact, I would highly suggest just watching both. Just do a marathon. You know, we've got COVID-19 and pandemic and stay at home. Stay safe. If you need something to watch, definitely watch Helsing. Okay.
1: now I'm going to ask you to make a a difficult choice here. I want you to judge between Helsing and uh, Castlevania.
0: I don't know if I could judge the two. <laughs> not, not because here's the thing: is I think both are equally good. Yeah, it's a thing. Are. I would no, never I put one above the other, and they're just in very separate categories. Castlevania, and of course, I always love the Castlevania games, and specifically, the art behind them were amazing. So when they brought Castlevania to life, I think it's on Netflix, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I absolutely adored it, and I love Lenore, and I love Hector. Actually, did just did recently a Castlevania cosplay and it got thousands of likes on Instagram and stuff. It was really sexy, kind of Lenore cosplay. I really resonate with her. But Carmilla is in that as well, and she has like a little lesbian vampire coven, which I think is badass and <laughs> awesome. And I believe actually their Dracula's son, just Dracula and Lisa Teppers, and may have a son who's called Alucard as well. That's right. So Alucard, for those of you who don't know, is actually Dracula backwards, which is interesting. But going back to Helsing, the anime, it's just... it's... it's great. It's... and for those who think, oh, that's a kid's thing, that's a cartoon, it is incredibly gory, so it's very graphic. So I wouldn't actually suggest if you have any kids ever showing this to them, but if you're an adult looking for a really engaging plotline, storyline that goes on for a while, something to really sink your teeth into, no pun intended, then without a doubt Helsing is the correct way to go and and without a doubt Integra is my spirit animal. I grew up in England in a very aristocratic style background and as does she in the show but she has to become this very hardened woman running this, this business, this corporation, right? helsing corporation in fact right and because it's part of the van helsing line and she's just she basically takes lucard and kind of keeps him like a dog like a pet and there's something very sexy he can kill anyone ravage anything he chooses you know he obeys her very doting he almost and he's so always it
1: always seems like he has like a different level of badassness oh, he does.
0: like like every single oh.
1: time it's you're like oh yeah this guy he's totally got him on the ropes and then all of a sudden he'd be like ah but you haven't seen me in this form
0: yeah. <laughs> No, it's me. It's taking as your as your professor. It's taking bullshit to an art form, okay? Because every you're right. Every time you think he's done, he's just like ha ha ha, and, then he just goes, and it's beautiful. It's really really great, and there's some great villains in it. And you know, if you hate Nazis and you want to see them getting murdered, great show as well for that. Who doesn't? Yeah, It's really enjoyable, very enjoyable show, and a different character. Even the villains are incredibly. They've all got their own characteristics and personalities. They aren't 2D. You know, they've really got 3D personalities on them and character development and growth. And I love the policewoman. Victoria. That's the opposite, because with Integra, if you think about it, Integra is the dominant, and Alucard, Dracula, rather, is her submissive, her pet. Right, and then you've got Dracula, and he gets Sierra's Victoria, who is this police girl from English, She's a Little Virgin*. He saves her life in the village. It's just on the first episode, and he turns her and saves her and turns her into a vampire. It's very romantic, but it's she calls him. She's like master, master all the time. So it's the right, opposite. and she actually has the opportunity
1: to to change, and she decides that she wants to stay being right. being the pet. She
0: wants yeah. to be submissive. So you've got in in the BDSM polyamory world, you've got all the different triad there and it works beautifully in relationship because you've got the submissive dominant dominant submissive super interesting any other vampires? yeah movies?
1: so so this is going to be me being uh, showing my my limitations I have never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer my parents watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer it's been recommended to me by people that I that I respect Matthew Matthew thinks, if you're listening Matthew if you're listening loves uh Buffy but I've never actually seen it.
0: Right, you know what I'm gonna tell you? I've I've watched it a few times, but I've never really seen it either, but it's yeah. also strangely been highly suggested to me as well. Mm-hmm. I know there's characters like Angel and stuff, very famous characters, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you uh, I feel like that's a gap. Yeah, maybe, here's what we'll do, folks. We are actually running on our timeline, because we're actually at 33 minutes. We are going to get an hourglass, It'll be 30 minutes worth so we can actually time these podcasts properly for you instead of just guessing like we're doing now, but we will take the time to actually watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All of it? For you. Aren't they making a re... I heard they're making a remake of it, actually.
1: Can we... Can we just talk about one thing before we go? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I really liked it.
0: Great movie. (laughs) Great movie. (laughs) So if you have any suggestions, what vampire movies do you like if you're listening to this on the Facebook...
1: Yeah, make give us recommendations. Give us
0: comments, what you like, and what do you we'll like? check out your movies as well. And we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode.
1: What are we so talking about tomorrow? Oh, we don't know yet. We
0: don't know. It's a mystery. Or I might know, but you don't know yet. Anyway, without further ado, that's a wrap. I really need a new.
1: You need a new catch
0: one. Got to Adieu. Adieu, and so long, farewell.